You know what I love? My cats. I love Jupiats. That's the name of my cat. I didn't name him, but I love him. You know what I don't love? Cleaning up after that cat, which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no cloud of nasties when I scoop. It's 100% dust-free. I don't breathe it in. I don't have it in my nostril hairs. And it's free of heavy perfumes and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays right in that litter box. New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. Welcome. Welcome, Swiggins. <laughs> Welcome, Swiggins. How was the club? How was the club today? <laughs> Took a shellacking in capital gains, my man. Yes, I did, good boy. Hmm. <laughs> those, those Hebrews keep trying to get in. What will we do? We're in a good mood today. It's Friday. It's not for you. It's Wednesday for you. I'm sorry, but we're happy to be with you. You've got our podcast to help get you through the day, your work day, your drive day, however you listen to us. We love you all. We're happy you're with us. we got a great show for you today. Um, very simple format today, Zuckerman. You and I are going to chat uh, in a minute for the first act. We're going to talk about the new Taycan. Um, Taycan. Taycan? Taycan. Taycan. Don't ask me. Okay. We've got a lot to say about it. Pretty big news from Porsche. This is probably the biggest news to come out of Porsche in a very, very long time, an all-electric model. We also uh, have a ton of questions. I love our listeners, right? It's just me and you. So I said, hey, if you have any questions you want us that we haven't covered... In a minute, I have 150 questions. So in a, in a minute, we will do a full act. We'll answer as many questions as you can. And then we have Michael Waltrip coming on, who uh, has a new movie called Blink of an Eye. Do you know who Michael Waltrip is? Race guy. Yeah, uh, NASCAR guy. With his record setting, this is what he's famous for, number of losses. He had a 462 race losing streak. <laughs> Why even get out of bed? <laughs> On the a, schneid, for sure. Yeah, and it's an amazing story. And then he meets, um, where, where's the, uh, the guy? Dale Earnhardt. He meets Dale Earnhardt, right, who says, uh, I want to put you on my team and shows faith in this guy and shows confidence in him and it awakens something in him. And he, you know, awakens the winner. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing little film. Michael Waltrip himself is calling in Zuckerman. Amazing. He's going to tell us the an whole story. An overnight success after 462 yeah. losses. And a, per- and a perfect, and a perfect uh, guest. Well, he was also there when Dale, you know, crashed and, and passed away. So, um Blink of an Eye is the new movie. Anyway, let's talk about this uh, electric car, Zuckerman. This is uh, this is quite a big deal, right? There are oh. lots of things about this announcement that I think caught a lot of our attention. I think overall, you know, I just want to say I I love this car. I'm excited about this car. I love that it's as close as I think they could get as to the concept car, except for the suicide doors. The wheels look this said the whole thing in white looked almost identical to the concept home run there right um, the pricing point a little expensive I mean what do you, what were your first impressions without getting into the details and then I'm going to take us through the details of this car my first impression I've said before I am not a forward-looking person electricity it does not seem like a conveyance that is for me but I am trying to take a little bit of a, of, of a page or out of your book and be enthusiastic about this vehicle and accept that the future is coming 
whether I like it or not. And as far as electric cars go, electric, 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 electric cars <laughs> yes. go, uh, <laughs> I I think this is a good looking car, and I it's, it's the one I want to try. I have not wanted yeah, to try any of these other e. Electric cars. They have like 30,000 orders for these things. They don't have enough cars to fill them worldwide. You know, it's the same thing. But they're going to make a ton of electric cars. You're, but you're, but, but let me just back you up to a simple observation. Haven't you noticed there's more smog in L.A. this year? Haven't you had yes. days where your eyes are just aching again like it's the, the 80s again here in L.A.? Wow, and don't you, you just want to contribute to keeping the air clean, at least when you're doing the majority of your boring driving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, I, yes. I think no? I, Come I, I on, think man. I, I, okay. How about lung cancer? My carbon footprint is pretty small. Now, I Forget believe... Forget about that. What about disease, lung diseases? I don't smoke anymore. You, you're smoking when you walk out by the 405. I agree with you that the world is a dirty place, and I think it. You know, the world is warmer and dirtier and full of more people. I believe, Ferrison, that I am contributing to the health of this planet by taking all of these old cars that would otherwise be garbage and mm. putting them somewhere and, and housing them so that they don't end up in a landfill. Yeah, um, but that's that's just nothing. I, that does nothing. Does nothing for, to help us. Okay, you know what I'm looking. You know, there's one thing I'm going to tell but you. By something. the way, I'm not sure a hundred and eighty thousand dollar Taycan with with batteries no with batteries that have a half life like radiation. No, the batteries will last for a while. Let me let me take what, you through some what do you stats do, on this. What, what do you do with the batteries when they're dead? Uh, they recycle them, actually. You can recycle them. You and I are very different people. I just want to point this out. You look forward to the future. You know the only thing I want out of I don't it? really. I do, I'm a lot like you. But but in this case, I do want. I, I worry about dirty air and its effect on children and myself. And I like L.A. and I want it to be a cleaner, nicer place. I, there's one thing I'm looking forward to in the future. What's it? A pill that will make everything okay. <laughs> Other than that, you can have <laughs> the future. Pill? <laughs> <laughs> Would you take a hair no, pill? No, I don't want a pill. I want something that looks like toothpaste that I that I spackle on my head, and then I have hair spring out of it the next day. Temporary hair that yeah. a week later. It's like that shit they spray on the side of the freeway that turns into grass. It's like garbage and mulch with seeds in it. Yes. Yes. What about, I thought you were going to go this just the sweet release of death. That's what I look forward to, uh, just when it's all over. Okay, yes, that works too. But until then, I'll take a pill that just makes everything okay. All right, let's go through some stats here. I've yes, got Chris please. Perkins of uh, Road and Track. I've got his uh, coverage of the Taycan, which I thought was uh, terrific. The 2020 Porsche Taycan Turbo S is a 750-horsepower electric wow. super sedan. All right, there's a lot to talk about yes. just in that headline, isn't there? Yes. All right, what 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 stands out to you that I think stood out to everybody else? Turbo. Turbo! Turbo and Turbo S, right? Well. This is an electric car. It doesn't have turbos in it, right? Exactly. exactly. But you realize that Porsche is now has to alter the meaning of turbo since the internal <clears throat> combustion, nine, regular 911 and 911S, they don't have turbo in their name, but they're turbos. And then the turbo has a turbo too. So we I'm already. Not buying any of it. People are really upset yes, about it. And it's they think, confusing. 
Yeah, uh, Jason uh, Jason Torchinsky is, is is attacking it on uh, Elon Jalopnik. Musk is attacking it. Well, we're going to get to that, but <clears throat> Jason is, is saying it. They're ruining the word turbo. They're getting <laughs> they're they're taking it and they're turning it into something else. I guess, and it could, should be preserved for what it means. Except we, GM used the word turbo for many applications that had nothing to do with turbo. For example, Corvette engines were turbojet engines. Right. You know. Right. I mean, uh, I'm saying I'm agreeing Isn't there with a you that it's named Turbo. Well, his his shell looks like a turbo. I right, guess, is why he was I called know. Turbo. It's, it seems to, it seems senseless. And well, weird. here you go. Here's a little news. I reached out to Porsche for a comment. Really, and they gave me one. Really, yeah, they gave they me one in a couple you. hours. They talked really? to me like that. Here's their comment. I asked them what's the deal with Turbo, and here's what they wrote. It's really simple for Porsche. The turbo nomenclature is synonymous with the top of the model line and represents the peak of both performance and luxury. That is their official statement on it. And here's what I think they're saying, Zuckerman. All right? I know you're rolling your eyes. But here's – I think what they're saying is this. We're going to make a lot of electric cars, and we want people to know which ones are the nicest and the fastest. And we don't really want to clear any more words <laughs> because, you know, you, you probably don't know this, but it's really hard to clear a word in a car name, which is why we're getting so many numbers and letters and everything like else. Nova. Huh? Like the, the old well, Nova. Well, look what we have with Tycon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had to, you know, and to now figure out a new hierarchy of cars, that's, that's their official statement, I think, of what they're saying. They didn't say it that way, but I think that's what they're talking about, which means – Again, we can deduce that they're not all of these cars are going to be expensive because here are the price points for these cars. The Turbo and the Turbo S at launch. Turbo, $153,510. I don't know how they arrived at that. $187,610 for the Turbo S. That's a lot of money for an electric car. The full antenna make people that think that we really <laughs> thought of this and added the numbers up. But it's comparable, isn't it, to the e-hybrid Turbo S, right? Yes. I mean, that that car was up around 196 or somewhere up there. I remember it being ridiculously expensive, I right? Think that they, I think they now charge what the market can bear versus what the content of the car is. But here's what I find really interesting and why I think Elon Musk attacked them. And again, we'll get to that in a minute. I, I think this car had just became the cool electric luxury car. Uh, and it now makes the top-of-the-line Tesla look like a Toyota Prius. Which to is, those people. To yes. those people. It's not me, so stop giving me crap all over Instagram. Oh, Spike, you know, oh, just because you guys can afford it, it's not like every. It's not me. I'm not going out and buying a $200,000 electric car. Not yet. Unless Z and I split it. Maybe we get a couple guys to go in on it. But what I'm saying is I find it uh, – for a second I was wondering why are they making it so expensive? Two reasons in my opinion. They're going ma- to start making the cheaper ones soon, right? But also because they're taking the top-of-the-line Tesla with a body style that has not evolved since they started making cars and when? 20, 2007? I don't know when that is. And it's just the same thing over and over again. And now that just looks like, to me, I think to the luxury buyer out there, that car now looks like a Prius. You Strategy, <laughs> Ferriston, you take the high ground and yeah. hold it. Yeah. Just and like in did. war. Yes. They're taking and, and the now, high ground. And the Tesla nerds are lighting up my Instagram all over the place going, but look at the comparisons of this and the 0 to 60 of that. I go, yeah, but it's not cool. It's not cool. Most people want to buy in that market, in that segment. They want something cool. And Porsche just walked in. The Audi e-tron GT just walked in. And they made stuff that looks cool. And I'm sorry. The Tesla Model S does not look cool, nerds. 
And I like it, but it's where not do, cold. Where do most of these cars sell, Ferriston? Right here in Brentwood. Right, right here in L.A. <laughs> and we believe in looking cool. It's California. Yeah. And it's Tesla got, was cool for a second, right. but now it's not. Now we know who has the no. high ground. Yeah. And it's going to piss for down sure. everyone else. And, and that's why it. I call it the Tesla beater. I, I, don't, I don't look. I'm not rooting for Tesla to go out of business. And I applaud them for what they've done. They're, they've done an awesome job we'll, bringing electric cars to the forefront. But they're not as cool. As the new Porsche. So you should wear, you should drive a Taycan, a Tesla beater wearing a wife beater <laughs> and get out and do, a, do, a, do a, uh, a review of it. So they can have horsepower in these electric cars too? 616 horsepower. This is really funny drive. that we're going now into the next iteration of transportation and we still refer to horses. Yes. Right. We, <laughs> we right. had to relate the internal combustion engine to horses because that's what we were familiar with. And now we are talking about electricity and still talking about horses. Tycon Turbo, Tycon Turbo S will give you 2.5 seconds, each of them, of overboost, increasing output to 670 horsepower, 750 in the Turbo S. The results are serious. Says the Turbo will do 0 to 60 in 3 seconds. The zero to one hundred twenty-four in ten point six seconds, and the quarter mile in eleven point one seconds. While the Turbo S will do zero to sixty in two point six seconds. That's fast, dude. That's GT two RS. Now, do you fast. think they're underestimating how fast that is? Uh, I don't know. I don't the know Porsche how much typic- of I, you know. You gotta you gotta wonder. Everything is going to come out uh, differently. Um, Porsche historically underestimates the speed of their vehicles. Now, here is the only difference between the two cars: the Turbo and the Turbo S. Uh, you get uh, both the Turbo and the Turbo S get a 600-amp inverter for the rear motor, while the Turbo uses a 300-amp inverter for the front motor. But the S has two 600 inverters, whatever these things what are. What the fuck is an okay, inverter? Okay, here's what it means. It only affects you in 0 to 60. So that if you really are into the 0 to 60 time, that 600-volt amp inverter unit in the front is going to carry you faster off the line. Otherwise... These cars are uh, identical. Have you ever had a, uh, seen a girl with inverted nipples? You Wait, or the, what does that mean? Because I don't understand what <laughs> well, an inverter is. Huh? Does it inver- you don't have to. Just understand that, that one is going to have a front axle that goes uh, makes it go faster off the line. All right? That but word makes me think. That's how you simplify. That word makes me think. Yes, you're makes dirty. You're a dirty old man. And disgusting. And I'm dir- and I'm older than you. I'm older than you right now, For the now, next right? month and a half. For the next two. month and a half. I'm going to use that over you, Zuckerman. You're older. <laughs> I'm totally older. And, and, my, and happy... my own, my, my brother, and you're like a brother to me, but my, my real brother. Wally. Wally. Uh, we're Irish twins. So for three weeks, we're the same age. And we were. And he, you know, like a little kid called me up and he goes, hey, we're the same age. <laughs> I, went, I, I can't believe at this age you still care about such things. So on my birthday, I called him up and said, could we splice in? Now that you're 55, we should have Sammy Hagar shredding. I sure. can't drive 55 in celebration of your no, birthday. Nobody well, wants to. Nobody wants to be celebrating that birthday. But we had a nice lunch. You and I had, we a, had nice a great lunch. lunch. You took me out to lunch. That was a, about as good as it gets. My family wants to take me out. I said, no, no, thanks. How is it going to be better than that? We had uh, we had the Lamborghini Aventador SVJ. We had the whole deal, which I need to talk to you, too. Let's keep pressing through this Taycan. Um, by the way, uh, next week, Johnny Lieberman's on. I think that's a guy who can really take apart the Taycan for us. You, who so do you think we'll, would win a fist fight, Lieberman versus Farah? Matt Farah, for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, he works I, I, out, I think, more. Well, I, when I, I look did, at their feeds, there's more booze on Johnny Lieberman's feed. And he, more he protein gentle, on Matt's feed. He has a gentle feed. way about him. I don't know that he's a fighter. They both have incredible automotive knowledge, 
But I think at the end of the day, Matt's got a little more anger and a little more might. He's Shrekky in his body style, right? Do you think he gets psycho strength and, and throw Lieberman off no. the building? No, I think he's got one punch that can just clobber the guy. He <laughs> 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 might just go boom, just down on him like Do you think that. we can arrange the fight? Yeah, now. Let's do sure. it. Sure. Let's ask Lieberman. What about Next. one of those? Have you seen the Russian slap contest? Yes. That this is the second time this has come up this morning. I had a breakfast meeting this morning. Business, that's how the whole meeting started. The have slap you seen guy? the Russian slap contest? That guy is wonderful. And then it went into a conversation about the guy who's drinking all the things and lights his finger on a fire. And Why are we yeah, all watching these videos? Let's true. talk about cars, Zuckerman. Okay. Talk um, to me. And what color would we get the take in? And just get, that's a I've question. built I built a dozen of okay. them. There are lots of good car combinations, like, but they what? have they have this and I forget the name this this ice blue metallic color, this like soft blue that I don't know what it looks like in real life that I thought was interesting. I also like the white with the black wheels. I think that looks cool. I would say that it has to be either that light blue or like a green metallic green, something electricity looking. Yeah. You yeah. need something like electricity. What about were you? T- I was thinking about the nine nine two though this morning too, and then, Can, and then you, you texted me something. Yes, about I said that. to you with your connections to Porsche. I'll say it right for pandering for to your for your connections to Porsche. Oh, you want press cars? I want a I want a nine nine two. I'm excited to drive this car, even even though I think it's too big. Yeah, we can figure that out. Yes, let's do that. I'm, I've been talking to him this morning because I'm also trying to get in touch with Bentley. Um, what do you want from Bentley? And, the new you know, I got lit up about the Taycan again by a lot of people, a lot of uh, comedian types and, and folks that want to know more about it, which really means they want to drive it. So I'm working on all of it. I'm working on all of it. I was invited. I didn't go. Jerry and I were invited. You were invited. You could have come as a to that for, special fire and ice. The yes. fire and ice show. But it was my birthday and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to Montreal. All right. Look, we're running short on time here. Um, Already? Yeah, well, you and I get going, and then we can't stop. Just blathering. <clears throat> Elon Musk <laughs> obviously was tweaked by the uh, the Tycon I and tweeted out this. Um, um, <laughs> that's how we started. Um, yeah. Parsha, <laughs> this word turbo does not mean what you think it does. Um, he should really stay off Twitter, this guy. Jalopnik right away went, um, Elon Musk, this word autopilot does not mean what you think it does, right? Right. And now- Mr. Glasshouses. We have a feud going on between Jalopnik and Elon Musk. Elon Musk immediately responds, Jalopnik, not sharpest tool in shed. Well, Jalopnik isn't a person- Right. That the, yes, Elon, you're much smarter than us. But so with our stupidity, we just think automatic <laughs> driving means it's automatic. But why his, would we? Why think? would he say Jalopnik like it's a guy, and he leaves out the is? Uh, Jalopnik yeah. is not the smartest. Okay. Does he think it's really a guy? Is this like Molly Hatchet? Mr. Jalopnik, L- yes. Like he thinks it's Jethro Tull. <laughs> like Jethro Tull. Is this a really? A, I don't. Then he also goes, and he feels like he hasn't done enough. He follows that up by saying, and also cars are called automobiles. Really? Whoa! Whoa, dude. Burn! Burn. <laughs> My whole hair has been singed off. Ah, Jalopnik, how will they recover from this? And, and does he celebrate with a puff off of some weed or maybe a little microdose? <laughs> microdose. <laughs> the microdose. To take I'll have the edge two off. doses of microdose. 
I'm what do you make it? Why, does he, why doesn't he just ignore it? Because he looks insecure in that moment that he even I said guess. anything. Yes, it, it makes you say, boy, he's really afraid of this thing. Right. And he's look, he wins on these stats, but I don't know. He doesn't win on the cool. Stats, That's the problem. Mats, stats don't count all yeah. the time. Who, which which if we the guys, have... so the, the, the fellow I was meeting with this morning, uh, who we're, we're doing an entertainment project with, he drives a Tesla. He doesn't give a fuck about Sarah 60. doesn't give a fuck about it. Does not care. You know what he likes? He likes a cool car. And he's, you know what he said? You know, we were talking about this. He said, I, I can't just get another one because I keep getting the same car. It looks the same. And I said, exactly. That's the problem. Who else is making an electric car? And therein lies the Tesla killing. That's what's going to happen to them. Because and it's not just Porsche. It's not just Audi. It's everybody. And Everybody's who, making electric cars. Who knows how to develop a car and keep the market the excited more? Tesla or Porsche? Right. Simple. Or Jaguar. Or ja- yeah. or Volkswagen. Or any of the other people who... The Germ- Volvo, who's only going to make electric cars. The, the Germans have used electricity effectively over <laughs> the years. But they just have development money out the wazoo, right? Is that, is that what you're saying? They weren't electrocuting people. <laughs> they had electric fences. But mm. oh, you sucker. can cut that. Cut it out. You don't have to cut it. Okay. So, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> you think Mr. Piak will call you from beyond the grave and, and yell at you? Let's, before we go, because we have to take some audience questions, listener questions. Um, I really enjoyed the Lamborghini Aventador SVJ, Super Veloce Jota. Do you know what that means? SVJ, Super Veloce. What does that mean? Super fast. Uh, Jota. Jota was a model of theirs, and I think it's a bolt, right? Track-focused. Oh, track-focused. But good. On the super-fast, you're exactly right. Do you know, what a, you know what a Hoto is? No. In Spanish? No. I bet the audience will fill you in. I know what Yoda is. Yeah? <laughs> yes, I know <laughs> okay. him. Um, this 759 horsepower in this matte red, and I never really got the, the color. These guys, uh, Lamborghini dropped this off for my birthday weekend, right? They kind of messed up a press car and said, we'll give you this. And they, you know, I'm realizing they said they could, they would have given me the Roadster, and that was the car they debuted up in uh, up in Monterey, and um, I, I didn't put it together. Tell that the audience what cool. the coolest thing about having this car was. Wow, uh, you told me I did. You go did. ahead, remind me, because there, there were a lot. The of cool reaction things. of <clears throat> my son, yes, and his friends. Yes. Yeah, I have a nine year old and an eleven year old, as you know, and the two of them stood in the garage and went, "Oh my God, this is the coolest press car." You've ever brought home ever. Now, think of how many cars I've had in yes. that garage, Zuckerman. How much of the stuff, the GT2 or everything, their minds were blown. They, they said they were you like, were a cool dad. They, yeah, for the first time. And that's worth a few hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They said, you're cool. You're the coolest dad because you get the cars. I'm thinking in my head all the stuff, all the coaching I've done, all the other <laughs> everything. I've done, everything of it. What no. is this? But Lamborghini's Aventador SVJ. <laughs> and... My nine-year-old said, can we uh, – will you drop me off at school with it? And I said, do you – you know, he's at a new school. I go, do you really want to start off the school year like that? Yes. And he went, yeah. Yeah, James. <laughs> he's a total he, – he's really turning into a car nut. He's losing his mind. So uh, we did that, and he got a young lady's attention because of it who uh, asked a weird question. She said, so are you the kid that got dropped off in a Lamborghini? And he's like, yeah. And he goes – she goes, oh, does, he, does your mom have a Lamborghini too? 
And that's where that conversation ended. So no, you know, you know, their game, their game is very <laughs> incipient. <laughs> Early game fails. Here's what I love about cars like that, and I know you don't share uh, my affection for them. I, I got to do a little highway driving. It's it's you know it's like driving the Millennium Falcon down down a road. You're you can do anything. There's no visibility directly behind you except for the V12 motor, which is amazing. But it's got these little side mirrors, big ones that give you ample view. Um, my neighbor Stacy had just picked up his GT2 RS, so we had those cars battling all weekend. It's, you know, it's such a production to to drive it, but it's it's good. You know, it's Hamilton. It's fun, and <laughs> I found myself going. <laughs> What can I do in this car? Where do I need to go? You need to run errands. And, I, you know, like I said, you, you took me to lunch. I put it in that uh, Ciccone's parking lot. I said, I'm going to drive this like I'm going to drive a regular car. And I did it. And I got, you know, I had feelings. But when they took it back, I felt bad. I, I liked the thing. I wouldn't do it in the red. I'd do it in the black, in a glossy black. But it's, uh, it's a Bruce Wayne, you know, party Party boy car. Very right? low to the ground. Yeah. One must practice in uh, entrance and egress. Nah, it's, it's got a lift on it. It's just as, it's just like the gt No, I'm talking about for your carcass, not for the car. Going oh, I have no out. problem with that stuff. Yes, I would. I'd need to have a, a personal valet to meet me at the door of the car and haul me out. It and drinks. Yeah. I will tell you this. I mean, the world is affected by it. Not everybody loves it. It, it uh, drinks a tank of gas like I drink my first cup of coffee in the morning. And there's some sort of uh, AI or computer chippy estimate of how much gas you have left, depending on what mode you're in, right? So that can go from 50 miles suddenly to 80 miles. You think you're running out of gas, then suddenly you have gas. Uh, but I pretty much – I drove it everywhere. I drove it to meetings. I drove it out to Malibu. I had fun in it. It was great in Corsa mode, racing around. It's, uh, it's quite a deal, and it makes quite an impression, these cars, Zuckerman. Really? You know what I mean? It's not something you're going to drive every day like the GT2 RS. When when I picked up the GT2 RS, I drove it. I wanted to drive it right after the Aventador. It was remarkable how small the GT2 RS and normal that car felt. Right, that felt like a, just a normal little 80, the 87 911. You, how do you you say the car makes an impression? <clears throat> do you want to be making that impression? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, here's what it does for me, and I've said it before. It gets me out of my head. A car like that gets me right out of my head. I've got all. It's got all of my attention, and that relaxes me. As, as far as how it affects the rest of the world, I don't quite care because I'm not a person who cares really what other people think. I think that's a very – not a good way to go through life. Right. You try to experience things, enjoy things for the way you're enjoying them, and I'm not the type of person who wants to impress people or drive the car out and go, oh, look at me. And certainly there are those car guys in every brand. But I, I like something that really – that challenges me to drive it. And, and, and like, the, like the stupid little thing, the limited visibility when you're in a parking lot, I like that. I, I want I Good want luck, that. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a little camera right where your instrument panel, a little display right in your instrument panel. And as you back up, you can see where you're going. And the problem, there's a little bit of a problem because you, as you usually when you're backing up, you're turning the steering wheel. So it kind of blocks the view. But I don't know. I, lo- I like Lamborghini. I like the brand. I like that car. Um I think I want to drive the Evo next. I'm more of a Huracan fan, I think. But um... okay, so Aventador or yours? The SUV, <clears throat> the Urus. Urus. I would do that just because I need an SUV. 
But it goes. I mean, again, I'm I'm contradicting myself with clean air and everything. Right. Else. I do want in the in the in the hangar. I want some sort of Lamborghini. I like. To, I, I'm a fan of the brand. I like. I like Ferrari as well, and I and I like Porsche and I like Land Rover. These are my favorite brands. I like Jaguar a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And eventually, I'd like to have. I don't think I'd buy more than one Lamborghini, but I want to have one. And I think it, I'd rather have new than old. Don't disagree about that. There you go. There All you right, better. we'll be back in one second with your questions answered, maybe on Spike's Car Radio. Think of all the weird things found in cars. You guys know about Moise, who I share cars with. You've heard about the things he leaves in the car. Groceries, uh, avocados. He left some, uh, some an open can of peanut butter once in the front. It's awful. But there's also other stuff that people leave in cars. Snakes, trinkets, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about folks. Another thing that will make you wonder, but in a good way, are Continental Belts. Bet you didn't know they're OE in tens of millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, and GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. They're also OE on the majority of BMWs and VWs. Now Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series, belts that are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. And Continental has OE technology series multi-V belts for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. That's how I say Canada. Hey, you get enough surprises working on cars and trucks. A belt shouldn't be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit OETechnologySeries.com. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, welcome back. In a minute, we're going to be talking to Michael Waltrip, uh, the NASCAR driver with the worst losing streak in NASCAR. Zero wins, 462 losses. Unbelievable. Uh, but first, uh, Zuckerman and I are going to take some of your questions. I'm going to go right here. Chris Stevens. Chris Stevens wants to know, where did the 911L go? <laughs> Chris, <laughs> you got to start listening to the podcast. That car was sold, what, Two years? Three? three? Two, maybe three. Three or more years ago. Why was it kicked out? Uh, for, the, for the best reason, uh, money. I was offered a lot of money for it, and I took that money right off the table. And boy... Don't I look smart right now with the car market and the condition oh, it's yeah. in, right? Zuckerman, you've let some cars go recently, haven't you? Yeah. What have you sold? Well, let me think. Well, you know, the, the big sale was the was the 59 Carrera GT ice racer. But oh, I that's al- right. And then I also let go of that And that very- car's in Sweden, yes. right? Yes. And then my- You made eight- some money on that yeah, car. Well done. Well done. Midnight Blue- uh, Club Sport, the 87. Oh, you got rid of that? Oh, the 88 Club Sport. Yeah, that left. Wow, that's a great that car. That left, and that was a beautiful car. But Did you again, make money on that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you miss that car? I miss how it looks. But the drive is not so... The drive is so subtly different. It's special, <clears throat> but there are better, more engaging uh, drives out there in the world. And for the amount of money that was being offered, the answer was an absolute astounding yes. Right. Wow. I and I think there was a few car. others. I, <clears throat> I can't remember. I don't. I don't sweat these sales. I don't sweat these cars. You know, and that's especially in a market that's yeah. coming down right now. It's like stuff is going to be for sale again. It always comes up. New experiences. Right. You know, it's funny. It's like you parked your '66 Blue 911 in my hangar, and I told, promised you I would drive it, and I did on the first day, and then I left it there. And I and I've been working in Burbank and Glendale. I forgot the car was there, and I opened it up one day, and I called you, and I said, "Can I drive this home?" And you said, "Yeah." And then I took a picture of it uh, after dropping James off at Karate, and it went bonkers. And the world is freaking out over the car, right? 
as I'm driving, everybody's like, my, what year is that? Is that blue? And, and they're going nuts. And it's this funny thing. Like, you had forgotten about the car. The car disappeared off your social media. And now it's a star, right? Right. I put together a little punch list for you, but it's all tiny right. stuff. That car is out. It's like rediscovering this thing you've right. owned. We used to talk about Carnesia, yes. right? It's a Carnesia. Amnesia of a car that you own. Right. That car is is outstanding. Are you going to drive that car now? Absolutely. Will Hoyt has promised me that he's going to take that car. He did say so. Uh, okay, good. Early next week, and he's going to go through your punch list. We're going to get that punch list yes. done. And then, and and honestly, the reason I haven't driven it more was that reedy sound. Yeah, yeah. There's a reedy sound in the exhaust that's some little baffle. I There's thought... something broken in the exhaust. Here's, I can, I know exactly where this is going, Zuckerman. This is going to be preservation versus replacement conversations and you are going to be making decisions based on you know do i keep this exactly as it was even though the sound is driving me nuts or do i tweak this to make a driver that's you know and the we're way, gonna and balance I, and i've been here before with this i you know i've been here with that 911s then the 73 you always uh, get rid of these tiny little problems. You have I, to. I agree because and then, then a be- car becomes a wonderful drivable car because the car is truly a benchmark preservation right. car. It's a benchmark originality car. The the look, the smell, the whole feel yeah. transports <clears throat> you right back to when it was made in October of sixty five. And then what you do is you keep all the original parts. Yep. You go if you want that exhaust, um, that muffler that sounds the way it sounds, here it is. There it is. It's over in the box. But I want to drive this thing. Because the car really does drive well. It's really, I mean, the, the, the engine, the transmission. I think I had one, I think you're, the clutch was, there's something up with the clutch that can be tightened up a little bit. But, uh, you know, everything else, I mean, the sound. Yeah. The, oh, the feeling of the balance of the way the end. You can tell the engine is just tuned perfectly. Right. Which is hard, you know. For and it's something. got a great steering wheel and great seats and oh, the whole yeah. experience. Yeah. No, it really is a star, that and car. And if we get the if factory ordered eight-track stereo working, that would be Oh, the that ultimate. was factory ordered? Yes. He, he did not order a radio because radio was the way of the past. It wasn't dealer installed? No, no, no. He got that from the factory. And how do you know it's not working? Have you popped an eight-track yeah, in Yeah, it? it was very slow, oh. like, like I've been drinking. So if we get that fixed, we can have some fun. Does he know a guy? I, I'm sure I know a guy. I'm sure Will Lloyd knows a guy. Okay, that's he's, good. He's 100 years old. He knows what about What sort of eight-track are you putting in? Well, at that, that time, I'm going to put in something that's period correct, you know, a little... Little, you know, late 60s rock and roll. Right. Well, you know, they want to know if I'd buy 8-Ball back. uh, Someday, I guess I would do that. I mean, I I liked the car. I enjoyed the car, and I used it. But there are other things that are suddenly on my radar. Uh, The the GT3 4.0, your blue 66. Um, There's been talk of uh, going Plan Z with the 73 RS between me, Zuckerman, and Jerry. There's lots of plans. But, you know, I also have a new business. I have a new company, and I'm trying to focus on that people leave me alone let me uh let me make the money first at one point spike you were concerned over oh this is car guys tv you know who car guys tv vaguely yes yeah they did that video in england i thought that they had the uh, the t-shirt boy that really impressed my kids yes <laughs> they were really excited about it. thank you for that by the way they're saying now that i'm swearing more on the show and that this is uh, at first i was against you swearing but now i'm dropping f-bombs left this and right. is my insidious influence on people you're like a virus um a are, they also want to know are you guys getting 911 speeds or do you favor the 718 Spider? Mm. Jerry drove the 718. We drove that car up in Monterey. It was nice. 
And you are getting a speedster, right? I have a Plan Z with a friend of mine. That's fantastic. And um, and we're going to have one soon. Wow. When does it come? Because, you know, we're I all heard, thinking about 992s. I heard September. So Oh, wow. I heard well, sometime. Well, September now. Yes, indeed. Do you want to say how you spec'd it out? Okay. Well, I had I got I did not get the bed sore buckets. I got the 18-way comfort seats. Um, and color stone gray. Really? PTS, paint to sample. Yeah. Nothing else? Uh, it's know. not going to have the heritage package? No. Wow. Stone gray. What's the color of the interior? Black. Wow, that's going to be a cool car. I believe it's black. That's a cool car. And, yeah, that's going to be very cool. I think the color's right. Wow. <clears throat> wow, that's exciting. Yes. That's really exciting Yeah, car. very exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a big, I think it'll be a big win. And, you know, because, oh, we just sold our Chalk GT3 Touring. That's yeah, that car. car's out. That car's out, so this will so take funny. the place. Yeah. No, I know. Well, people are going to be shuddering at that news right now. But, you know, it was right at the moment where the, it was the, right moment. the new GT3 Touring was announced. <laughs> we were right. just like, for me, it was all about the GT2 RS. We I, have so many cars to drive. I mean, you know. It, I love that car, but you know what? I was in your hangar last night picking up the GT2 RS, and I had to move the uh, 911R. And that car does feel a lot different, different, and more better. special. Yeah, it does. Did you, you should have taken it out for a real ride. Yeah, I know. I, well, I wanted the GT2 RS experience after the Aventador just to have that funny experience. But um, you know, it's a, it's an amazing car. But again, like uh, we just weren't driving it. What do you say? It's a weird problem that you can't complain about. Exactly. What do they What do they say? First world problems. It's not cancer, Spike. Whatever. Um, can Zuckerman have his own show? Yep. No, he's, thank you. He's absolutely brilliant. No, thank you. He is brilliant. No, thank you. He's very funny. You. And uh, yes, as long as I keep 50% of it, he can have his own I, I show. Want everybody. It's a nice compliment for me. I'm yes. the one who put you on here because I recognize you, your talent. But I'm going to, I want everyone to understand because sometimes you say, hey, you're funny. I have the easy role here. You are here. funny. I have the, but I have the, you know how hard it is to sit down in front of a microphone and, and actually have words come out of your mouth and tell a coherent no, story a like you dude. do? No, no, no you're You were tra- telling stories last night. Oh, that's different, but you. You were touring. Working in boiler rooms. Just take the compliment and say thank you. I'm complimenting we you, will. though. We talk about a spinoff for Zuckerman, like no, a car. You. We'll do a show that's all automotive. We'll do an episode that's all kind of automotive legal problems, and we'll Day see in how the you life. do. How about just a, a GoPro in my car when I'm driving, screaming at people? <laughs> you stupid fucking bitch. What's wrong with you? Uh, uh, Johnny Lieberman wants to know, how excited are you for Monday when I'm on the show? Oh, Johnny. We are Johnny. excited. We love oh, Johnny. Johnny. He's great. Potatoes. All right. Uh, third pedal wants to know if you had to pick a car, road car, time, where, what, and why. Oh, eh, you we answer had, we that. Dealt with That's that a very hard question. Uh, the roof CTR three. Have you spent time behind the wheel? I did, but it was just sitting behind the wheel. I didn't get to drive it. Um, Marco wants to know. Uh, wants to thank us for the uh, blip shift. Spikes car radio shirts. Can't wait to crap o- crack <laughs> crap crap on it. Um, Wipe your ass with. Are there any more goodies in the queue? Well, you know, Zuckerman, we sold it. We sold way more. We're, we're actually selling shirts. People are buying these shirts. Come on, how many did we sell? Well, fifty. No, 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 no. In the hundreds, hundreds, right Cut off the bat. And, and, and Plan Z went up even higher. Cut it out. So the first one, yeah, I, I think people were feeling, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, so I think we're going to do a new one. They, they, they wanted us to do one right away, but I thought, 
You know, I, I don't like asking the audience to pay for things. I don't think that's a nice thing to do. But they, the audience Maybe seems to Christmas. enjoy it and they want to sure. So, yes. Christmas time. What we're going to do is we're going to do a Christmas shirt. I've been I've been thinking maybe Morris Solomon's purveyor of fine automobiles with the two of us like <laughs> with Santa hats on. <laughs> no, we want people to. I I said to them, and we haven't decided on anything. But I said look into a Morris Solomon's purveyor of fine automobiles logo, yeah. very upper class Stage. British Swiggins. Swiggins, hey, Swiggins style thing. With the Spikes Car Radio on the back, and let's start there, but try to make it look cool. Ooh, yes. Um, Limited, LTD. And we'll see what they send back. Blipshift is great, though. They make everything so easy. I order the hoodies all the time. The uh, uh, James gets a ton of stuff for his friends. He's our biggest. He's our West Coast distributor for hats <laughs> and T-shirts. When I go to the, when James. I, <laughs> when I go to elementary cl- the school, half the kids are wearing Spikes Car Radio shirts. And they're like, ah! James um, is currying favor with his with the other fourth graders. Oh, <laughs> uh, he no. Well, they watch YouTube videos with their favorite gamers, and their favorite gamers have swag. So they could not be more impressed that their dad has swag. I guess. Um, Flat six sicko. Our buddy wants to know: Have you ever had car depression? Depression over a car you yeah. could have bought but didn't. Yes, of course. Of course. A thousand times. What is your last card? I mean, I think back right now that I am a fool because there was a moment when I'm walking off of Seinfeld with a big pillowcase full of cash. And I go, hmm, that GTO right there is only $780,000. Maybe I should buy that. Wow. I should just buy that car. And there's nobody around to stop me. There's not Erica's. There's nobody. Well, there's a business manager. But there's nobody Nobody. That's a car that depresses me right now that I did not just take that and start buying GTOs and putting them in my hangar. Yeah. Can you imagine? But I just thought, boy, that's a lot of money for a car. That's the thing. You can't win with these, these, these... these can't, mind games. You can't win with the past. You can't because I remember shortly after paying $50,000 for a no-mile 70S in Conda Green. I mean 6,000 miles in chalk marks from the factory. And that was an exorbitant amount as yeah. far as values. Yeah. Like, you, 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 can't, sure? you can't view yesterday's money through today's eyes. No, you can't at all. And by the way, as things are trending downward, Sitting Who knows? right now. All Sit of my imaginary wait. profits are disappearing. Going, all my yeah, imaginary you're doing money is fine, Zuckerman. I had all this imaginary money, and now I have less imaginary money. Can you tell the guys? Can you guys tell the story of how you Jerry uh, became friends with Zuckerman? We well, we didn't. Jerry was never friends with Zuckerman. Zuckerman <laughs> and I have been friends and uh, were neighbors in Hollywood, in West Hollywood, on on a street there, and that's how we became friends. We were both through cars. We both like cars, and Jerry. Who can as who can be a difficult person to socialize with if you're not a comedian? Um, I decided to take a risk and introduce Zuckerman to Jerry because I saw how funny he was, and I thought if Zuckerman hadn't been a lawyer, he would have been a comedian. And and right away, I think that relationship worked. Right? I know that he was turned off by the potty talk in the beginning. There were all sorts of <laughs> things that you said, like you say on this podcast. But now you've got Jerry doing it. <laughs> I told you. I'm like cancer. I, I'm like a now virus. You brought him into your world and orbit like you yes. brought me into your orbit. He would, he would say, oh, so commit. You're, you're better than that. And I would say, no, I'm not. There was a time. Do you remember when he would go, oh, can we not talk about poopy oh, while we're eating? <laughs> and I said, what else is there to talk about when we're eating? I don't understand the prohibition. And now he's bringing it up. But now uh, we're all fast friends.
You should really think about a comedy career, Zuckerman. I can help you with that. Oh, God. What, what do I do with my current career or careers? What's that? I have several careers right now. Do you know what how I do quickly with... I could take you and me and Jerry and and put us on a Top Gear program? You'd have to quit your job. You'd have to give me 31 weeks of, of oh, the year. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you we, put... could have, we could own a car format okay. in about five seconds. Here's something I'm going to tell the audience. You put me in front of a camera once for uh, – for, um, Car matchmaker, and it was fucking hard. Yeah, it was exhausting. But you'll learn. You'll get by. Being you'll get by in it. front of a camera is exhausting. I'd rather be in court getting yelled at by a judge than looking <laughs> into a camera. It's only that way for a little while. Really, and then it becomes easier. A wow. little bit easier. The first time yeah. you have to look into a camera lens and say your name. Yeah, it's like it's really hard. It's it's super hard until you just you know. You and pretend you're looking at your friends. I know, eyes. but I you're generally into the eye of one of your uh, funny, uh, funny ferrets that you send me on Instagram. Uh, I understand that, and I'm generally, I, I generally don't care about anything. I just found it hard. I was shocked. Of course, it's hard, but then you get used to it. You got used to this, right? Is this hard anymore? No, no. There you go. You're that's, right. That's the whole deal. Let me just see if there are any other quick questions. Will Jerry be part of your Plan C 959? I didn't know we had one. Uh, do you guys listen to other guys' podcasts? I Why? like I like Mark Maron. I like Mark Maron. I like uh, I like uh, our friend Matt Ferris' podcast. I don't yeah. listen to our podcast. Well, why would you? You're here. Um, and uh, I'm sorry. I'll try to answer some more of these questions. Zuckerman, will you log on to Instagram at some point yes. and answer some of these questions for the folks? We'll finish those there. When we're back, we're with NASCAR driver Michael Waltrip here on Spike's Car Radio. All right. Football action, NFL, college football. It's all continuing to heat up this week with big games on the schedule that you are not going to want to miss out on. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Podcast One, betonline.ag. To take advantage of the best bonuses in the business, sign up for a free account and make sure that you use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% sign-up bonus. I picked some teams last week. I know the Patriots won because I watched them win. Let's talk about my picks this week, all right? Of course, we have to start with the Patriots. The Patriots, I don't know if you've seen, Tom Brady is defying aging. He's, I believe, 42, but he's playing like a 16-year-old right now, and he he doesn't seem to get hurt. So the Patriots, again, I will take the Patriots. I'm also going to take the Chiefs because I like that. Ravens. Here's why I'm picking the Ravens, and uh, listen to my logic on this one. I have a fountain in my front yard, and there were a bunch of crows there just this morning, and they look like Ravens, so I'm going with the Ravens this week. The 49ers, I just haven't picked them for anything, so I want to go with the 49ers this week. And the Rams, because they're our L.A. team, one of two. We had no teams and now we have two teams. That makes no sense. Why couldn't we just have one team? It's weird. We don't need to. Anyway, those are my picks. Patriots, Chiefs, Ravens, 49ers, and the Rams. How about that? Visit betonline.ag and don't forget that promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% sign-up bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, welcome back. Spike's Car Radio. We've got Michael Waltrip on the phone. Michael, are you there? How are you? Good morning. Michael is here. Good morning. How are you, fellas? <laughs> We're doing okay. His new film is uh, Blink of an Eye, and it's opening in New York and Los Angeles. Uh, it already opened in September. It's available nationwide September 12th. 
which is uh, as of last week. Where where can we see this movie? It will be shown in 800 <clears throat> theaters across America. Wow. One night only, Thursday night the 12th. If you live um, in Charlotte, North Carolina, it's three or four theaters around here you can see it, and that's the case in most cities. So you just go to um, Fathom Events and search Blink of an Eye, and it'll tell you, you type in your zip code, and it'll tell you where the nearest studio is, Yeah, the theater is that you can watch it. And it's uh, it's a movie based on the New York Times bestselling book, Blink of an Eye, which focuses on Michael and his friendship with Dale Earnhardt Sr. And, you're, you know, I, I watched this uh, over the weekend. It's an incredible story. For the listeners who don't know anything about it, uh, take them through it. Well, it, it's a story that, you know, I'm a race car driver and been one my whole life, and obviously Dale's one of the most famous racers ever. And so it's a story that is set in the backdrop of racing, but it's mainly a story about friendship. Dale and I were buddies. We would vacation together and, and then race together. And he always told me when we were out, off fishing or uh, wandering around the farm that, you know, if I went to drive for him, I would win, that he could prepare cars I would win in. And I would, I would, I said for years, well, damn, let's do it. Let's give me a car. Let's go racing. <laughs> and in late, uh, late 2000, he was building his team from a two car mm-hmm. cup team to a three car team. And he tabbed me to drive it. And I got to tell you guys, the, the time from early September when, when I knew that 2001, I was going to be driving for, for Dale early September 2000 till, till the last lot of, of the 2001 Daytona 500, it was it was absolutely the best time in in my my life. Uh, not only career wise, but my you know my family was great, and I got this opportunity to drive this fast car, and I was going to go win races, driver for my one of my heroes, Dale Earnhardt, and it it all looked like it was perfect until on the last lap of of that race, he crashed in turn four, and we lost Dale Earnhardt. And, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, it was a, was it a bittersweet day? And my answer is no, <laughs> there isn't anything sweet about it. It was just a, a, a terrible day, a terrible result to what looked like a, a perfect day, but it, it turned out much differently. Now, heading into that race, you are zero for 462 as far as wins, podium wins, 462 consecutive races where you don't win? Yes, and <laughs> that number is significant in the history of NASCAR because never has someone lost that many races and then finally won one. And and, and what does guys, think, can you know just backing up? So Dale Her- at that moment, Dale Earnhardt sees you and and knows you as a driver and says, "This is the guy I want to race with," right? Yeah, I'd raced with Dale for many years, and uh, you know, there's there's Saturday races, the Junior League of NASCAR, and I was able to win there. And you know, there's days it looked like I was going to win on Sunday, and it just didn't work out. And think about this: as I woke up Sunday morning before the 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 big race in Daytona, 2001, I you couldn't have convinced me I wasn't going to win that race. I learned about his team and all the assets and tools we had. And, and then he, as a driver, he told us a plan, how we were going to work together and draft together and we're going to win the race. 
And uh, I believed it. I bought in. I I was over 462, but for me, my record was dead even. I was I haven't even started one race for Dale Earnhardt yet. And and at the end of that day, my record was one and zero. And that just tells you how powerful of a friendship we had, and what a great mentor he was because he he built me a car and and got me mentally ready to go out there and win. And that's what I did. How many years uh, are these 400 and some odd losses? How many years was that over? It was over 15 years. How I did you? Racing in, I started racing in 85. And uh, my, my 15th year at the Daytona 500 was my first victory. How did you keep going? How did, how did you keep going and not give up? That's the part of the story that fascinates me, that you continue to do it and do it and do it until it, it, it worked. I, I, I told, uh, I have a podcast myself, and Jeff Gordon was my guest today. And you know, when you think about winning and winning early and winning, winning often, that, that was Jeff Gordon. And I, we were talking about the losses, but, you know, I would win on those Saturday races, and some of the Sunday guys, some of the big-time stars, even Dale Earnhardt, would be in those races. And then there were days on Sunday when it just looked like for sure I was going to win, and either a tire went flat or an engine blew, or I overshot my pit, or some mistake would happen and took those chances away. Now, obviously, if you there's a trend there. It's 462 times <laughs> without a win, so... But the number of times maybe weren't weren't that great, but it certainly kept me coming back. It kept me believing that you know if I could if I can beat them on Saturday and and I get in a car on Sunday and I can lead the race and be in a position to win, one day I will win. And you did. I mean, and Zuckerman, you know, you understand what he's saying. He gets into the Daytona yeah. 500. He gets to the winner's circle and wins, and then learns that of Dale's accident. I mean, what a moment that is. You know, it, yeah. Tell us about that moment because it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows at the same moment. Yeah, I, I, um, I couldn't wait for Dale to get to victory lane. You know, I knew that he was going to come and give me a big hug. And he was going to say, I told you so. I told you he'd win in my car because that's how Dale was. Mm-hmm. And I kept looking over at the, the gate that came into Victory Lane. You know, while all the champagne was flying in the air in Kentucky, I kept watching that gate, wondering when Dale would come through it. And after, after you know, 15, 20 minutes, my, my curiosity was getting the best of me. And I asked my, my wife, like, where's Dale? Why is Dale not here? And I asked my team, when is he going to be here? And they assured me that, you know, that he would be there shortly, that he had been in that wreck, and they would check him out, and he would he would be right to the two lane. And then the first guy I saw that, that came through that gate that was on the track with me was my friend, Kenny Schrader. And Kenny, he had a weird look on his face. And when he came up to me, he said, it's not good. And uh, we, we, were, we joke a lot. And he would make fun of my record. And I said, it's, it's really not that bad that I won the Daytona 500, is it, Kenny? And he said, no, no, it's, it fails not good. I just want you to know. And then and then he left, and, and then I didn't know what that meant. And just a hard, confusing time. And and then finally, at the end of the victory celebration, um, my, my publicist told me and my wife that, that Dale had died in that wreck. Wow, what a moment, huh? What a moment in life. 
Um, that's an yeah, incredible. It's, it's something that people ask me all the time, like, how do you deal with it? How do you do a movie about it and deal with it? Well, whether I do the, the film or not, you know, it's my life. It's, I wake up every day and think about what might have been, how great that day would have been. And I did the movie for a couple of reasons. Um, one was to honor Dale and, and show people the side of Dale that they may not have been before. And the other is just to inspire people to overcome adversity, give, give them a, a, an example of a guy who thought the world was perfect only to find out it, that it crashed down around them, but yet persevere and keep pushing forward. Mm -hmm. I was in a position to win a race after losing more races than anyone ever had. But mm -hmm. yet I showed up that day with my game face on and went and did the job. And whether it's, I guess it's a, an example of if you're a salesperson, you get told something no 462 times. Yes on 463. And don't ever give up. There you go. It's an amazing story. You know he won his first ever race. That Was that a go-kart race? That they is it? Did your parents throw you in a go-kart and you just won right away? How, how did that go? My brother Bobby was—he's a middle brother between uh, Daryl and, and and I. Daryl the oldest, and I was the youngest. And my brother Bobby had a go kart, and I couldn't convince my big brother Daryl to, to help me get racing. <laughs> but my, my brother Bobby said, "Yeah, brother, come on down here and give it a try." And I don't know—I don't know if I had a—I I definitely had the fastest go kart, and evidently I, I, I was pretty quick to learn. And that's what's crazy about about the story of, of the losses. When I was a kid, I wanted everything. Like, I wanted everything I raced. And mm -hmm. even up to the Saturday races that I'm talking about in, in NASCAR, I won in my, my third or fourth start in that series. So I was a winner. And then this winner, this kid that was, was a winner, he, he was getting to become known as a loser, losing more races than anybody. But um, we, we never gave up. Yeah, there you go. Well, you're a winner in our eyes, Michael. Absolutely. I, I love this story, the part of the perseverance, the perseverance, the keeping at it and not giving up. Are you still racing? Are you gonna Are you going to race anymore? I know you were active uh, as recently as 2017, right? Yeah, that was my last NASCAR race, and I'll, I'll, I'll never run another cup race. I ran a little local short track race earlier in the season this year, just a, mm -hmm. a little Toyota Corolla that my buddy built, and I raced it just for the heck of it, and that was kind of fun. But I can get my kicks out of golf now. I'm not, really good, I'm not really good at it, but I like playing with my buddies and betting a little bit of money and always trying to scratch out a better score than I did last time. That's awesome, man. Well, look, it's a pleasure uh, chatting with you. Next time you're in L.A., will you come come on in? What's the, what's the name yeah, of your podcast? I'm be there for the premiere tomorrow, so I'll be wandering around the city. I'll see if I can find you. Yeah, yeah, look for Fantastic. me. <laughs> <laughs> We're sleeping right under the Hollywood sign. The movie is Blink okay. of an Eye, and uh, it's opening nationwide September 12th. You guys have to go check it out. Michael Waltrip, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s in it, and, and uh, it's a, just an incredible story. Uh, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate you guys. Thanks All right. for your time. All right, Michael. Thank you. All right, Zuckerman, that's all the time we have, my friend. Anything you'd like to say before we go? No, it's time to go and make <laughs> some money. Go make the money. I gotta make the money. Fellas. You folks, go make your money, and we'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app, or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.
All right. You know that to-do list you have? You got to drop off the dry cleaning. You got to pick up some half and half for your coffee. Here's an idea. Let's save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Put that on your to-do list. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket, my friends. It just may be the most rewarding thing you do today. Guess what? It's time to turn it up with your new favorite podcast, Expeditiously, with T.I. here on Podcast One. Join the rapper, entrepreneur, family man, and activist as he bridges the gap and sheds light on important social topics and much more in an authentic eyebrow-raising dialogue that might make you want to pull out your dictionary. Download new episodes of Expeditiously with T.I. every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And welcome, T.I., to the Podcast One family.